0: Welcome back to the COS Business Podcast. My name is Andrew Hasley and I'm the host of the show. Today I'm sitting here with Heather McBroom with Precision Services. Can you tell us, you've been on the show before. I Can have. Can you give us uh, an update about what you got going on?
1: Yeah, I would love to. Well, first off, thanks for having me back. Uh, really excited to see your growth and, and see all the things you've been up to since I was here last. I think it's been almost a year to the date. So it
0: may be, yeah. <laughs> you know, things just, time just flies so freaking fast. I don't even know. <laughs> it does, right.
1: We don't have uh, normal time as entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. We live on entrepreneur time, which doesn't make a lot of sense. So, um, but thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be back uh, and just uh, a great way to communicate with the community, things that have been going on with me and my business. So uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, Wow precision services we have been in business now for four and a half years and we have been up to so much in the past couple years Um, a lot of growth um, in 2020, I took out a loan. I was ready to to make that leap, right? Where we say we're ready to grow, we're ready to help more people. Uh, at the peak of that growth, I had about 12 employees.
0: And now, a word from our sponsors. The People's Tiny House Festival is the nation's largest gathering of simple living, featuring van conversions, bus conversions, and tiny houses, of course. Catch the event in Loveland, Colorado, July 16th and 17th at the Ranch Events Complex. Get your tickets at peoplestinyhousefestival.com/tickets. Planet Duct offers astronomical air duct cleaning with the most powerful vacuum trucks in Colorado. They have taken air duct cleaning to a new intergalactic level that is far more powerful and proactive than any on the market in El Paso County or Southern Colorado. Reach out to Planet Duck for any of your air duct cleaning needs. Recon Marketing is the fastest growing social media agency in Colorado. Recon focuses on becoming an extension of your business while providing social media management, review management, and digital marketing. Recon Marketing, putting you on the radar. Sheath Underwear has a pouch for the boys. It is everyday underwear for every man. 100% money back on the first pair if you don't like it. Visit sheathunderwear.com and enter the code COSBP20 to get 20% off your order. Power Tool Safe is revolutionizing tool tracking and protection for everybody. With Power Tool Safe, you can protect the equipment that keeps your business running. Go to powertoolsafe.com and start your new account now and register up to $10,000 in tools for free.
1: Uh, Which is a lot of people to manage. Um... I realized fairly early on that there was a lot of knowledge about accelerating your business, growing your business um, that maybe I didn't have. I have a social work degree, not a business degree. So Mm -hmm. uh, there was a lot of things that I just kind of felt at a loss for, Uh, went out to the community to find those resources um, and really came up short on finding what I was looking for. Uh, I did take the UCCS mini MBA course, which was helpful in some ways. um, But a lot of it did not apply to the small business landscape that I'm in. So uh, I did learn some things, uh, did learn that (laughs) there were some things I didn't know, um, and that the need for this in our community is very large. So more on that later. Um, As far as revenue milestones, we had incredible growth, incredible years, Uh, just hit some very large milestones for my business. Now, Uh, we were able to help more businesses, I think I hit about 625 clients overall, that we have helped in four and a half years. So that was a great milestone for us. Uh, Is that something we're very passionate about? Um, I became really more involved in being that trusted advisor in the community, so I started teaching uh, classes for an organization called The Thrive Network. Mm -hmm. Uh, We teach entrepreneurship to Southeast Colorado Springs, and I'm currently the treasurer on that board. And I increased my um, impact with the Small Business Development Center and taught more classes and um, volunteered more um, hours as a consultant uh, to help people understand insurance, how to navigate insurance, what the insurance industry is, uh, how to be a good consumer, and then, of course, how to make sure that they're properly insured, uh, which really ties into the risk management heart of their organization. Um, and then we really grew in bookkeeping, and so really helping my clients with a lot of financials, understanding how to use those financials to make better business decisions, how important it is to have accurate financials, uh, and know how to do, um, make better business decisions uh, by looking at that data. And then me personally, I decided to go on a leadership journey. So I took a leadership course over at HR branches with my good friend, Rihanna. Uh, It was incredible, taught me a lot about my skills, uh, how to be a better leader, um, how to work with my staff, understanding that we all have different uh, styles of communication, stuff like that. Um, And then I Uh, started seeing a personal coach. Uh, Her name is Kristen McDonald. And she has been uh, phenomenal in helping me identify my personality strengths and how to use those strengths to make decisions in my business. Instead of, you know, always saying yes to everything, what? How do I use those strengths to determine what I should be saying yes to, and making sure that I I make the biggest impact? Because impact is very important to me. So how can I utilize those strengths to make better impact in in the decisions that I'm making? So it was crazy busy year, mm-hmm. <laughs> two years for sure.
0: <laughs> yes. And so so to to recap, you in, in 2020 uh, you got that loan, and then you started scal- scaling your business. You know, really hiring out a bunch of people, Um, and then. You realized maybe that, okay, there's a lot of things I didn't know. So you went to go try to find, uh, you know, so, some, some, the knowledge you needed to help you in your business, right? Yes. And uh, what was, what was the, the specific knowledge you were looking for?
1: Well, you know, I, I don't think I, I truly knew. Mm-hmm. I just knew that there was things that I didn't know. Uh, for example, I didn't know how to, uh, implement proper processes and procedures and mm-hmm. train different personalities to understand how I want those processes and procedures carried out, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know their learning styles. I wasn't aware that, you know, it wasn't a one, one size fit all. Mm-hmm. So I would train everybody the same, but I didn't get the same output mm-hmm. from each person. So um, another thing I learned was I didn't know how to tell that they're doing what they're supposed to or w- how effective they are during their shift, are we getting those things accomplished that I would expect, Uh, which I didn't even know of the word KPIs, which is key performance Mm -hmm. indicators. I didn't know how to create KPIs. I didn't know how to track KPIs. I didn't realize how important it was in my business to know how efficient they're being. And that was really one of the ways to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have a CRM. Uh mm-hmm. that was very eye opening, you know, not having one central location for all the communications, being able to communicate with clients in an automated basis, being able mm-hmm. to automate tasks and reminders, uh being able to keep track of the process that uh we're working on and building in checklists in there so that my staff can't forget those really important things that I believe need to get done to to create that customer experience that we're trying to create. Uh so those were some of the things um I didn't know a lot about, you know, building a team and how much your culture and your vision and purpose go into that. Not just to be in the job manual Mm -hmm. or your employee manual, but to talk about those, to engage the employees in creating those, creating the values within your organization, um, utilizing those to make decisions even as a business owner. I mean, one of the, the questions I asked myself was, how many times have I looked at my purpose and vision to make a decision on whether I will do something or not. Mm. And honestly, it was never. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so going back to that, I was like, wow, how many times would I or should I have said no to something so mm-hmm. that my focus was really tied to that vision and purpose? And how do I teach my staff to do the same thing? Um, and how do we incorporate that into the business? So really keeping that culture and vision you know, really close. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very eager to hire. So, not knowing how to properly assess is someone the right fit for your business? Um, you know, I think it, when we first hire, we're exhausted, uh, we're excited, we're um, ready to take that leap. And a lot of times, either because we hear that it's, you know, there's no one to hire or, you know, we get too eager, we don't take the time to make sure that that person that we're starting to hire with is a good fit. Um, ethically, and with the culture and the vision and the purpose, and so I think you know I didn't really know those things. So I I hired eagerly and didn't have those right hires, and you don't realize until afterwards what a difference that makes for a small business. We have very limited funds, so if I waste those funds in training the wrong people. Mm-hmm instead of waiting for the right person, that's really not what I wanted to be doing. So learning some of those things, um, again, on the back end, some of these things I didn't learn until afterwards, um, and understanding how to motivate your staff. Not everybody's motivated by money. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everyone has different communication styles and motivations, and and really digging into that um, and creating new employees that would take things off my plate instead of trying to be Heather and do what Heather does for the clients and be the trainer and training all Mm -hmm. this new staff. So I was all over the place. It was chaos, chaotic and just exhausting by Mm -hmm. the end of the day. So I didn't really get the momentum I wanted because it wasn't organized well.
0: For sure. Yeah. And I'm I'm we're we're right in alignment right now. Uh, You you bringing that up, you know, with me where I'm at uh, in my business, because I'm ex- I've actually in the last 4 days I probably put like 15 hours studying CRMs uh-huh. uh so like just really getting like and really learning exactly what they are cuz I thought I knew what they were you know it was like uh you know a spreadsheet or whatever you know but it's not you know it's a little more it's a little more than that and you can create a spreadsheet that works as a CRM but you really want a software that can Uh, organized things that has a good interface that anyone can understand uh, that people can like go into and look at it. And I'm curious, what what CRM are are you using? So for
1: me, it was a little bit different because I do have several companies. um, And especially in the insurance side, that is specific to insurance. So I had an agency management system, which I thought was a CRM, Mm -hmm. uh, but the two are very different. One just is more of what I would say a file folder right? Mm -hmm. Keeps the policies and the documents and stuff in there. The other one is more of uh, overall of everything going on with that client and the processes built in between. So we went with InsuredMine. They're new to the industry. Um, They've been great to work with. We've helped them develop their platform to be geared more towards the needs of our agency. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a lot of work though. I mean, there was times where I'd literally take the whole week off to be able to put a significant amount of work into it. Yes, you
0: need to. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot.
0: And I think it's important. And I mean, it's actually kind of exciting too, for me at least, you know, going through all my past clients, you know, and putting things in and categorizing things in, not even just clients, you know, leads going through all my emails and really filing it into the CRM. Yes. I'm, that's actually part of the, 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 what I need to do uh, that I'm excited about. <laughs> yes.
1: And when you have staff, like I have staff all over the place. Some work from home, some are remote, and and some are here locally. And so I have to manage... All of that with mm-hmm. as easy as possible, right? You don't want to pick up and call, hey, what happened to this? What? So now I see everything in, in mm-hmm. one snapshot. And Do so, you
0: use like Slack or, or something like that? Or We th- use
1: Teams internally, okay. but nothing with the clients. All the client mm-hmm. uh, information is put into the CRM. All the communications mm-hmm. are done right through there. So anyone sends an email, I see it. Right? Mm-hmm. Before we all had Outlook accounts. So I couldn't see what my staff sent to them mm-hmm. unless it was saved in the system. This is automatic. No yeah. thinking. I can see what's going on, how long they've been waiting for certain things. They don't have to call and follow up. They're getting an automated email letting them know that it's being worked on, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Really, Looking at your process and procedure and saying, what out of here can I cut and automate mm-hmm. so that it takes down on the amount of time needed to do the task, therefore takes down on the amount of people yes. I need to do the task?
0: Yeah, automate and delegate. And uh, they say, uh, have you heard of the, 30, the 30x rule? No. Uh, there's this guy named Rory. I forget his last name, but Rory is a pretty not common name. So. No. <laughs> but if you look up... Uh, I don't know how to find him, but he has a good book, but the thirty x rule is if something takes you uh a certain amount of time it's going to take you thirty times that amount of time to train someone to get it right so oh. if something takes you five minutes to do uh you it's going to take you you know thirty times five uh to to train someone properly so if something takes you an hour to do it's going to take you. 30 hours to train someone properly before they can actually do that one task. Wow. So that's kind of the idea behind. And that actually is is, is helpful because I think it could be relieving to someone who's training someone and they're, they're feeling like, okay, every time I try to train someone, I don't, you know, it usually just doesn't work out. You know, maybe you're just not going all the way to the 30 yet you know (laughs) maybe you're stopping at like after 10 hours of training and then do do a small task you know you're like it's just not working out you just got to push a little farther and understand that it takes a little like because once you solve that if you solve uh you know uh 30 times five for a five minute task you know you're cutting out that scale that task out to the rest of the year so you're – compared to the 30 times, you know, that's going to save you way more than that 30 times overall. Scale that out to the next couple years, you know, five years. So it's like the people, like, who who's put these systems in place are the people who are succeeding, you know, the people who, who eliminate, automate, and delegate. And I've been saying that on a, a, a few podcasts recently. Uh, and I got that from the Rory guy uh, on, on a podcast, ironically. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, it is it, – it's important also to know that they don't all – take the information the same way. So I had typed up procedures and realized maybe that wasn't hitting the mark with all of them. I turned them into video, uh, trainings and other, you know, checklists and things that were more digestible than Mm -hmm. a full process typed out. Um, and so I could see where certain, um, employees would, you know, really like one way more than the other, but it, I felt like they were more getting on the same page by offering those different types of, of trainings
0: available to them. Yeah. That makes sense. Customized to them.
1: Um, not really customized to them. More customized to anybody's learning style, but then giving them the opportunity to pick. Would you like, mm-hmm. you know, a procedure typed out and put in, a, you know, a notebook, a binder mm-hmm. to tell you what to do? Would you prefer a checklist for the important things so you don't forget? Mm-hmm. Some people need the whole picture, right? Mm-hmm. I can't just jump into a process and do something. So some want just the, the highlights. Just give me a mm-hmm. checklist. I can't read something that long. You lose me.
0: And some people just need to be told, hey, just do this this way and then they can figure it out. Right.
1: Right. Some people need a video. Yeah. they need something mm-hmm. they can refer back to. They don't want you to show them. They want to do it themselves and and be able to learn on the video whether they're doing mm-hmm. it right or not. So I'm
0: a video, a big video learner. But I also I think it would be good to to have a checklist, you know, or have to have uh, a document, a Google Doc, uh, you know, that really explains all the processes. But in that doc also, I'm gonna plan. I'm planning on creating videos for all my written. Uh, Stuff so that's great, yeah. <laughs>
1: right? Because then we don't, and then we don't have to go back and do it again. Yeah, unless the process changes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I really struggled with how much is too much um, because we want we hire people because they're smart and we have faith in them. So I want them to have some flexibility in their position to be able to create their own um, ideas mm-hmm. and ways of doing things. But I'm also in a highly regulated industry. So there are certain things that we can't really go outside of the box on. So I really struggled how much is too much. And so I always make sure that, hey, they know this is a procedure that we do now. But you're the expert. You're doing this every day. If you find something that works better, come to me. Let's talk about it. And I'm open to changing those processes and procedures to make it more efficient and effective for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's really important that before we go making everything, we think about how, how does that translate to the employee? And are we still giving them the ability to be leaders within their own
0: position? Mm-hmm. And you'd say that's important so you're not wasting time creating things that don't work?
1: Or not making them feel like, you know, nobody wants to go to work and just be a data entry employee, mm-hmm. no, no ability to be creative in their position, no ability to lead or learn new things. And so I, I wanted them to know that this was a starting point. This was the basis of how I've done it. But as I grow, people bring other ideas and mm-hmm. other um, experiences into the mix. And so if you know something better... By all means, don't be afraid that these are written in stone. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, we can have that dialogue. We can work together to make changes. Um, and I believe in continual education. So they might learn something that is newer, improved, or a better way of doing things that I didn't know before. So yeah. making sure that they feel that they have that ability to be that leader and to come to you in an, in an open manner is really important, too.
0: hmm yeah that's that that's the thing that that you have i think is the the growth mindset you have that uh ability or the the mindset of knowing that you have the ability to learn new things and continually to grow is i think huge you know instead of the fi- versus the fixed mindset yeah you know a lot of people have that fixed mindset and i've always been someone with a gross a growth a gross mindset <laughs> 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 a growth a growth mindset like even even in school, it probably even it would annoy my teachers, you know, just be, be because I was like, well, maybe I'm always trying to like counter think things, you know, to make like to, to c- curious about things, just to double test to make sure that it's it's the correct way, you know, or if it's the best way and maybe not even just the correct way. So. Sure. <laughs>
1: right. Is it the best way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's really important, too. I, I think even as a business owner, you know, yes, you learn about growing your business and what I would call the specifics of growing your business, getting employees. But I also learned a lot about, you know, just being a business owner in general. And when you do grow, how hard it is to take what people know you as and what people appreciate in you and replicate that in other people and make people confident that, you know, when you call my office, you don't have to talk to me. You get the same caring, um, Response from whoever it is that works there, that we all are on the same page. And that's really hard to do when you have multiple personalities. And I learned that, you know, I'm a very open person. I'm very transparent in my business. Um, My office is an open space. So we're all right there. Maybe that's not the best when you start to grow, right? Maybe you shouldn't be exposing your employees to everything going on within your organization. Uh, Maybe you should keep some information confidential and proprietary. Because you would love to trust everybody, but that's not really the reality. Mm -hmm. And so are we thinking through those things before we hire? Are we making those files that shouldn't be proprietary to everybody in a different system that's locked? Are we limiting the information they get about our company to their job title specifically Mm -hmm. and their job duties, instead of just opening up the floodgates and giving them everything? Because at the end of the day, You know, there are a lot of Colorado laws that just aren't favorable to business owners. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to protect yourself. You've got to protect your business. You've got to protect what you've built because, unfortunately, that's not always the intention of other people. So those were things that I've learned the hard way. And so going back and saying, you know, what could I, had I taken my time, again, not been so eager, what could I have done to maybe separate what I should have as a business owner from, the employees or staff that i was creating um and i think that that's a really important thing for owners to go through and it's not easy because you don't know right mm-hmm. um and, and so again something that i i learned the hard way and and really want to help business owners do going forward
0: yeah okay yeah so 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 what, you, what do you got going on with uh where's, where's precision going what's the direction of precision
1: Wow, that's a that's a big one. <laughs> so um, I know for years, I have talked about everything under one roof. You know, I know how hard it is for business owners to get trusted advice um, from multiple people, you know, spread across town. So at first, I wanted to build that one stop shop, come one place, get everything you need done, and, and go back to doing your business. Um, and I, I still very much believe that that's a value. Mm -hmm. but I learned that people value that within me and so to build what I wanted with five different companies I would have to have staff of about 125 people well maybe that's not really my goal maybe that's not ideal for me Um, and so reevaluating to say I still think it's important um, in what I learned over the last year is the gap in the community for help for accelerating your business that maybe my calling is to help fill that gap, whether it is coming in as, uh, just yesterday, we started a new business um, that's called Precision C-Suite Services. And so taking the idea of that you can get everything in one place, but maybe it's more of on a high level consulting with me personally and a much smaller staff coming in to make sure that we're checking those boxes. We're checking, we're talking about culture and we're talking about working with your employees and understanding those communication styles and and building better teams, uh, looking at your risk management. Are you You properly insured? Do you have uh, proper HR uh, risk techniques? Do you have risk management built within your organization? Um, Looking at the financial piece, you know, are you are you doing things effectively? Are your books accurate? Are you using that information to make financial decisions? Do you budget? Do you forecast? Do you know what this stuff is right? Um, Do you have a business plan, and is that something that just sits on the shelf, or do you utilize that every year to drive your business and where you want to go? and then processes and procedures and system automations, what is that like in your in your company? And so now I feel like I can come in and give that to you personally mm-hmm. um, and help your business accelerate. Uh, so we're going to take um, some steps in that direction. And for us, that meant some of the um, companies that did a lot of the smaller stuff like the virtual assistant company, we are gonna go ahead and let that go. The marketing agency that I had, we're gonna go ahead and let that go. And for insurance, which is always been my biggest company it has been what everybody has known me as Um, I felt well first we hit a very big milestone Mm -hmm. so um, I just hit a two million dollar book of business which is phenomenal for a one agent um, office and we decided that to keep up with the demand with the servicing with the customer service that people expect and deserve I would either have to go back to hiring (laughs) and try this again or we really needed to have support from another agency. So uh, Precision Insurance Services has decided to merge with another insurance company called InZone Insurance Services. Uh, we're very excited for this merger. Um, they are some of the best agents, and support staff in the industry. Uh, They're nationwide. This is going to open up a lot of other markets for my clients. Um, I did already have access to a lot, but this makes it even better. Uh, The support staff they have is not a few, it's hundreds. So support level will be increased. Return around time for requests will be increased. That communication piece will be increased. And I will get to kind of step into a new role of, somewhat risk management, somewhat sales, where I can come in and say, let's look at what you have. Let's look at your business or let's look at your current existing policy and find out, are you even covered properly? What are you, what are your gaps? Where are you missing things? You know, I always felt like that was my value. And once you were a client of mine, um, I was 100% confident you were insured properly. Everything else kind of flows pretty similar, you know, smoothly after that. You don't need me to take payment calls. You don't need me for small endorsements. You need me to be that high level risk management uh, advisor for you on your insurance, uh, with 25 years experience in being a certified insurance counselor. You need me to come in and tell you, no, you're not insured properly, or these are the concerns that you need to have, or. Even in this industry, there's a lot of people who jump in and say, "I'm the expert in this, and I'm going to do this," and that's not true. So, how do you understand the industry? How do you understand who can properly insure your business? And so, to be that support for them,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and that's going to come in a couple ways. I mean, they might reach me at SBDC as a consultant and come in and talk to me. That is free. And I actually dedicate eight hours a month to the SPDC in their office where you can come get on the schedule and come talk to me about anything insurance related. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it may be through power partners um, sending me clients saying, I don't think this person is insured properly or I'd like you to look at this. Uh, or in some may still be referrals of people saying, you know, hey, uh, I know that Heather will take care of you and let's get you insured properly. Outside of that, I'm going to take a step back from some of those other things so that I can again focus on those high-level uh, C-suite helping those clients accelerate their business. And we're only going to take a few clients a year, so this is going to be on a much smaller, more intimate scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and the insurance is going to be more of a, a, a more of an advisor
0: role. Okay, so when you say accelerate, help businesses accelerate businesses their business, uh, would would you meet, would you would you say that you're somewhat of a like a, a business co- coach?
1: You know, I I say coaches sit down with you and they help you to think. Right? They don't tell you what to do. Mm. They engage with you in a way that creates you to kind of think and come up with your own solutions or gotcha. ideas of what you want to work on. I would say this is more of a consultant. Okay, I'm coming in. I am talking to you about these things we are doing actual tests and data and analyzing data to to determine the health of your business to determine the places that you really need to be paying attention to and working on i'm working with the owner directly to come up with what the solutions are for the problems that we've identified Um, Not that business owners don't know what the problems are. Sometimes either they don't know the solutions or we don't have time to sit down and focus. So Mm -hmm. by bringing me in, there's your time. I'm making you sit down and focus. And then I'm going to work with your staff to implement those things so that you know it's getting done. Um, Somebody asked me a while back, they said, why don't you just do... um, like a a training webinars or seminars, have people pay pay big dollars and you come teach them in the course. The problem I have with that is I don't think that's a big enough impact. Mm -hmm. When I take those courses, it's all great. But how many times do we go back afterwards and we close the binder and we set it on the desk Mm -hmm. and we don't do any of that stuff? Mm -hmm. You know, great. I have the knowledge. I don't have the time. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be different. I would rather work with you for, you know, the idea is that we're not going to work with you longer than a year. Three months, six months, 12 months. By then, you should be up and running doing what you need to be doing effectively. But I'm going to come in, identify, work with you, and then implement. Hmm. And so that when I walk away, you see the impact immediately. It's not, I took Heather's course and I can do a $50,000 impact. No, Heather left the building and this is the impact it created Mm -hmm. on my business.
0: Yeah, I've been uh, finally getting my act together. <laughs> in a lot of ways. Well, I've been busy trying to you know, just grow my reputation and and actually get a business that was profitable mm-hmm. <laughs> and getting that off the ground. That's what I was spending most of my time the first uh, couple years. But uh but yeah, I've, I've 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 a lot of way in a lot of ways done that for myself over the last month month or so it was really just coming in as my own consultant, you know, and really mm-hmm. just taking a deep look at everything, really flipping Flipping every rock, you know, and, like, just check checking everything, making sure I'm doing everything correctly. And really getting my act together as a business owner is what I mean, and as... As and not just a, a contractor or a freelancer or whatever you know, because I considered myself a business owner these last three years. But if I'm being honest, you know, I never, I hadn't really stepped in the role of what an actual business owner is. Uh, it's, it's and and that is, you know, really m- running the business, m- managing everything, you know, uh, making sure everything is running. At the most best it can Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of things when it comes to running a business that I was you know neglecting in a lot of ways because I was focused on more building a client base building reputation and stuff like that Uh, so now I've been really getting my finances and bookkeeping all in order and together and I'm okay with studying studying and 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 spending there's something that clicked about uh, about a couple months ago maybe even over, maybe maybe it was something that was slowly clicking over the last few years, but uh, something that clicked for me was you know just t- taking the time now to learn something, and I can learn anything, you know, uh, can really help me down the line, you know. Even if even if I plan on outsourcing or should be outsourcing something now, I think it's important to go in and really learn all like the the fine steps of the the of what goes into certain aspects of of running, running, running a business, like the the, the really getting getting uh, my reporting on the bookkeeping, really having a good idea and knowing those numbers, because if I want to grow this to a big to a big company, I believe every CEO at any time or every founder, if they're really if they believe in their business, they should know if they should they should be able to pull out numbers if you ask them on a dime, you know. That's right. Uh, and they should be able to know that stuff. And that's that's as a business owner, that's the stuff that even even if you have a bookkeeper doing it, you should know those numbers, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> and so really staying on top of that, you know um, learning some some more marketing things that i'm doing you know building building on my, I, I love marketing and i that's actually truly what what i actually do i think you know <laughs> is is marketing and i've have i've had a passion for it you know since i was in high school actually just that's the side of business that i kind of like you know tinkering with and playing with and trying different things out but you know i I've, I've known about a few marketing things that could be big levers but i just never you know bit the bullet to take the time to learn uh, on a deep level, not just, you know, watch a few YouTube videos, but actually understand the concepts of what's going on and actually create and get things going. I don't know. I've just been getting really organized. I'm so (laughs) excited
1: to hear that. That will absolutely make you more profitable and just a stronger company overall. And I feel like, yes, we all know we need to do that. But like you said, when people get started, it's business. It's getting, you know, the revenue to come in. It's getting Mm -hmm. the clientele. And then sometimes that happens so fast that we start hiring before we start doing this Mm -hmm. other foundational stuff. So those clients that uh, are our ideal clients moving forward are the ones that, you know, grew, brought in the people, but then now they're going wait a minute i've Mm -hmm. got all this chaos going on i don't know how to go back to square one and build that foundation and i don't have the time Mm -hmm. so we can come work alongside of them to build that foundation and start at ground one while they continue to do what they need to do in their business or another place that we see the need is there are many many children taking over their parents businesses Mm -hmm. and the way the business was ran was the parents' way, right? And Mm -hmm. a lot of it's old-fashioned handshakes and, and, you know, good old boy stuff. And (laughs) And they come in and they don't know what to do. There's no processes. There's no marketing plans. There's no, they don't understand the bookkeeping. And so they're taking over, but they feel like, they really need that help, but the business is already developed. So in taking over, they've still got to do what they've got to do. And so coming alongside of them to help them with that process, um, I think is so important because otherwise we're not running our businesses. Our businesses are running us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just not an effective way of doing business for small businesses. You know, they say the percentage of businesses that fail at five years is still pretty significant. Yeah, it's like 90
0: Yeah, and I I
1: think it's because of that. We Mm -hmm. don't know how to accelerate our business. There isn't a lot of support um, and free resources to accelerate your business. And even if you wanted to pay, you don't know where to go. like I said, I did the mini MBA course with UCCS, which was a great course, um, but that was the only thing I could find here locally that even touched on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Exponential Impact has an accelerator program, but that's geared toward tech, co- tech mm-hmm. companies. So what's for the rest of us? Who's going to help us get to those next levels? Um, and that's really the, the space that I feel maybe was my calling after all to help. I still love the new business, small business space, but I give that to people as a consultant, as Mm -hmm. a teacher for Thrive, um, that now I really want to focus on where are those other people who need help and how to fill those gaps.
0: Mm -hmm. Is there a specific industry that you specialize in I do. I,
1: I would say probably construction mm-hmm. over anything. Um, I My ex had a company that was an electrical company and uh, we did a lot of government work. So very familiar with doing work for the government and just contracting in general. Um, I have worked for several other construction companies over the years <clears throat> as an office manager um, or, you know, we do the books for a lot of construction companies. We're working with several right now. And I feel like the reason why they're a great client is because they're good at what their trade is. Mm-hmm. This stuff they really don't know. Mm-hmm. And so they really appreciate when I come in and say, you know, here's what I've identified. Let's work on this. Let's get this out of the way. Um, and, and that's a good feeling, right? When somebody appreciates the time and the effort and the work that you're putting into their business. And I feel like because construction grows so fast, they find themselves in those problems quicker. They, they, understand the need for it better than say somebody who maybe doesn't have that fast of growth. Um, so I just feel like that's a really good area mm-hmm. uh, for us to focus most of our time on. And again, we only want a few clients. So mm-hmm. the idea is to, to build that reputation for doing this well uh, and have a waiting list of people to have us come in and help them accelerate and really let the clients talk for us as to how effective this is and grow along the way. You know, there's some some other things that I want to learn and do, um, including being able to eventually do taxes and stuff like that. So I get the opportunity not only to wanna help them. You want to do taxes? Well, I want to have the ability to do okay. them. I don't want to be an accountant or a tax person per se, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's really important information. If I'm advising you on your financials, I need to know mm-hmm. how to tell you properly to avoid higher taxes and things like that so Mm -hmm. there's just some pieces that i'm like you know it'd be great to have a little bit more knowledge here maybe some business Mm -hmm. law i am a paralegal so i do have some but i would like to dive a little bit deeper um and and be more active in in things politically Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of things that are not favorable to small businesses. And so if I can change those laws, if I can find the lobbyists to fight some of this, uh, if I can be an advocate for others and say, we do have a voice. And no, you don't get to do whatever you want. I have rights as a business owner. And go talk in front of the House and Senate and get these bills passed. And that to me would bring a better landscape to Colorado Springs businesses mm-hmm. um and that's the stuff that I also want to get into so just trying to make it a stronger better landscape for us
0: okay yeah and we we have a pretty good landscape i mean i'm sure there's a lot of things that you know like anything you know that that probably aren't the best but uh i've i've been told that Colorado has a pretty good uh uh system built for business I think uh like, it's it's easy to start a business, at least. It is definitely easy to start
1: a business. Whether that's a good thing or not, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, I wish there was a way to say, hey, that, you know, you should have some... Like you said, you want to know everything in your business. Mm-hmm. It's okay to outsource. It's mm-hmm. okay to identify the things that you're not strong at and outsource those. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have the basic knowledge, how do you know who you outsourced it to is mm-hmm. doing the job properly?
0: Exactly. Yeah, just like with the tax thing, like, I think, you know, if... a a lot of business owners you know they they need to start outsourcing things and hiring things so that they can learn to have the time to learn certain things uh because i feel if i spent a good 15 hours studying taxes i could understand what i need to know because taxes are foreign to me right now you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) i I do my own Turbo taxes, and I probably don't do them exactly the best way I could be doing. I'm probably losing money. I'm probably, uh, you know, all that all that jazz. But I feel like if I just sat down, and you know, that's that's, it's. It's interesting for me to say that because I'm already jam-packing my time, but I feel like I could schedule that out and really take the time, you know, spend f- even five hours, you know, six hours uh, studying what the tax laws are, studying certain tax breaks for my industry. I feel if I just took that time, I could figure that stuff out myself, to be honest. I'm I'm also a person who who uh, is good at figure, not good, but okay at figuring things out, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm... Being humble, there I don't know. Uh, I I I feel like I can learn learn anything, but it's a matter of you you shouldn't be learning everything. I know I know that, but I do feel like as a business owner, as someone who's wanting to expand my business uh, knowledge and and my understanding of actual business i mean this podcast does that for me as well too i'm literally talking to people who run businesses every single week for three years so Mm -hmm. and really having these deep conversations talking about how businesses are run how they run their business and you know i wanted my goal specifically would is being well-rounded in every aspect of business uh and just being because i love business you know i started i started a video production company because i do love video but i've loved i've loved starting businesses before i started loving video. <laughs> sure. So it's like something that, that's inside of me mm-hmm. and something that I, I like. And that's 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 my MO. And I know that it's probably not everyone's MO to spend 15 hours learning taxes.
1: <laughs> and maybe not having to learn in the, in the weeds, right? But mm-hmm. you can go to the IRS website and you can find out what are typical deductions or what are okay deductions. What is business use of your home write-off look like? Like they have instructions, they have videos, they have yeah. everything right there. Like you said, if you can time time block x amount of hours per week to work on your business mm-hmm. instead of in your business. Absolutely, that would be beneficial. And yeah, maybe you don't need to know every ins and outs of how QuickBooks works, but do you know what that data is? Do you know the difference between a mm-hmm. liability account and an expense account and those important things to say, you know, if I'm looking at my p and I know what this data is. So, when we work with our clients, you know, not everybody's a good uh, the right client to work with for us because we're going to make you do the work. We're going to educate you. We're going to work alongside of you. And if that's not what you want, Mm -hmm. you're not a good fit for us. We want to empower the business owner. And I don't know if that comes from the social work side of me. Um, I, my social work degree was an emphasis and empowerment um, and that kind of that approach to social work. And so for me, I feel that things are best when I am helping you understand when I am making sure that I'm not just doing it for you. We're talking about this Mm -hmm. so that you can make those decisions yourself. My, I get so excited when a client comes to me and says, Oh my gosh, what you told me last time I did it this time. And this is how I applied it. And look what happened. I'm like, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Now you know a little bit more about your business. And then if you want to outsource it, put it in your budget. Yeah. You know, this is what I'm going to outsource. This is my new budget. This is my new numbers. This is what I'm going after, right? Mm -hmm. Like you said, knowing those numbers, you have to. Mm -hmm. And in order for you to use those numbers, there has to be accurate data behind it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because actually, that's funny you say that because I I told you that month over month, I've been growing 16%. Well, I did tell one person before I checked my math, I I thought it was 75% month over month, but it was not. (laughs) I was off a decibel. So it's like just knowing those things, I was like, damn, 75%. And I was like, hold on, if I take this month and that month and I add 75%, it doesn't add up. (laughs) So I I double checked, you know, just to make sure. But yeah, it's actually 16. And, you know, that's, that's obviously a big difference, but having consistent growth is is massive for any business and I'm very proud of that 16% yes, you should be <laughs> yeah and that's that's an average you know uh, some some months were over 100 uh uh, uh percent growth but like last month it was actually a down uh it was it went down a little bit but still I didn't notice it went down because I didn't know my numbers but I also didn't notice it went down because this entire year I've it's, it, even though it went down a lot uh last month uh it was still more than what I was used to the first two years. (laughs) Right. So we
1: look for trends, right? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe last year, that month last year, was also a dip for you. It could be seasonal. Mm. It could be that we changed our billing, right? Some people, like, for example, we used to bill per hour in bookkeeping. Now we bill ahead for the month. So yes, my income looked very different the next month I ran my P&L. So sometimes the data doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong it just makes you think Mm -hmm. why would it be that way does that make sense and if so great now we are going to compare it to new data because we've made changes or you know is something going wrong is there a reason why it dipped that i can't identify Mm -hmm. how do i do that people don't realize there's tons of resources out there you know i've had people tell me I don't know how to do financials. I have no idea, it's a new business for me. There are benchmarks for other businesses like you. Mm -hmm. Their financials are available. You can see what the cost of doing business is for a business like yours. Um, So pretty much everything you're doing, there's something out there, somebody else has already done it. Mm -hmm. It's being able to navigate that and know where to find that data. You know, the Pikes Peak Library District is a huge resource, Mm -hmm. and um, Sandy, who took over Terry's uh, position, is phenomenal. And so sitting with her and saying, I need this kind of data, where do I find it? I need to understand my industry better. Um, What kind of uh, companies provide very detailed reports, like an IBIS report, uh, to tell me more about my industry? Like, these things are out there. Mm -hmm. Again, if you don't know where to look for them, that can be very difficult navigating, but... um, the things are there. And so being able to really deep dive into your business and say, I understand it. I understand my industry. I understand my business. Mm -hmm. I understand my financials. I understand my trends. All these things are so important for us to run Mm -hmm. a successful business.
0: For sure. And it just, it just helps. It does. And it feels good knowing those things too. (laughs) It does. Yes. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So uh, is there anything else you'd like to uh, talk about or, or bring up?
1: Well, um, one thing that we're currently helping our clients with, and and this is open to anybody, uh, we are currently helping people with what is called the ERC credit, the employee retention credit. Um, there's a lot of misunderstanding as to whether people are eligible for it or not, because as with any program, the IRS does, it has changed at least 12 times. Um, so Mm -hmm. I highly encourage anybody, if you've been told no in the past, if you do not know what the ERC credit is, you know, please reach out to our office. We are happy to help. Um, essentially if you have had W to employees prior to COVID, Mm -hmm. and you retained employees throughout the pandemic, um, you're most likely going to be eligible for Mm -hmm. this program for at least one quarter because there's other qualifying factors. Things like I shut down because of the government shutdown and took in no revenue. I mean, that happened to at least Mm. 50% of local businesses. Um, I suffered a supply in my supply chain uh, because they shut down for COVID. Mm -hmm. That's happened to at least 20% more. Um, Or I have a reduction in revenue in 2020 to 2019 or 2021 to 2019. Well, there's another 20%. So, I mean, at this point, probably 90% of businesses are eligible for this credit and it's very complicated. So there aren't a lot of accountants doing it. There aren't a lot of bookkeepers doing it. There aren't a lot of payroll companies doing it. Um, So we are happy to be that resource for you to help you get Money back from the IRS. It's not a loan. It's not a grant. It is your tax money that you paid mm. in in payroll taxes coming back to you with additional money available uh, in for, in the form of this credit. And you know they have forty six billion dollars to dish out. Let's put it here in Colorado Springs. Let's help as many people locally as we can in their businesses. Most people, on average, you know twenty to hundred and ten thousand dollars is what they're getting back. And it takes fifteen minutes to sit on the phone with me uh, to determine your eligibility. So highly, highly recommend that everybody, you know, at least give our office a call and see uh, if they are eligible for that. Again, we're more than happy to help. Um, We want Mm -hmm. to have the strongest economy. We are number one for a place to start a business. We want to be the number one place for a business to thrive Mm -hmm. and continue to grow.
0: Yeah. It's gonna look like New York in here. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, and I got I guess some good prime real estate right here. You do. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, sweet. Yeah, this has been a great conversation and I'm glad you came back on the show and shared uh what you what you got going on and and yeah, uh, if you don't have anything uh, where can people find you actually?
1: Okay, so um actually that's a really good question. Our phone number um we're going to have a separate line for uh kind of the um changes the insurance number stays the same the seven one nine two one zero zero one two one. um i would say probably the best way is to email okay. um info at psicolorado.com mm-hmm. uh, you can call seven one nine two one zero zero one two one, and my assistant malia will get you on my schedule um but email uh would probably work best during some of this transition
0: okay yeah and i I've driven by your location a lot. Is it you still gonna have the location?
1: That's a great question. So I have two suites in that building. Okay. Um, I have upstairs, which I think is what you've seen with the big windows and Faces Academy. It's right off Academy, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. Great visibility. Mm-hmm. I also have a suite downstairs. So okay. uh, we are going to, uh, with the merger, um, implement using the uh, facilities of InZone. Uh, okay. So we no longer need the upstairs. If you happen to know anyone looking to lease uh, some prime real estate, uh, it's an amazing location, very visible to Academy, uh, very visible. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of lighting, a big open space, uh, also with a conference room. So I am looking to uh, hopefully get out of my lease up there. Um, I, it's very affordable rent, um, and the landlords are great. So um, we're going to be downsizing. We'll still be located there. We'll just be in Suite 100 instead of Suite 202.
0: Gotcha nice well sweet yeah
1: lots of changes yeah
0: (laughs) well great this has been a a good time good conversation and uh we'll see you guys on the next one thank you so much for having me all right thank you